0: questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: Tonight, we're back with a Veritas veteran, Robert Stanley. You may know Stanley as the the author of Close Encounters on Capitol Hill and Covert Encounters in Washington, D.C., a correspondent for America's Morning News and America's Radio News Network and a dedicated researcher who's not afraid to tackle controversial topics. In tonight's interview, Stanley will unpack the intriguing idea of a divine reset, a concept that he stands by even as our world is in turmoil. He's also set to discuss his belief in fallen angels and their alleged manipulation of mankind. We'll venture into the cosmos as Stanley shares his thoughts on when world governments might finally disclose The existence of intelligent life beyond Earth. A major concern Stanley brings to our attention is artificial intelligence, which he believes poses a potential threat to all life on our planet. He'll explore ways we might protect ourselves from such dangers. And finally, we delve into a topic Stanley has recently touched upon, the Order of Melchizedek. We'll uncover what or who this is and why it holds importance in our current discussions. So get ready for an engaging conversation as we traverse through these mysterious and complex topics with Robert Stanley.
0: Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. We're excited to announce the launch of our brand new Veritas Plus Insider, your source for exclusive news and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick
1: And directly from Delray Beach, Florida, one of my old stomping grounds, I'd like to welcome Robert Stanley back to Veritas. Hello, Robert. How are you? Hi, Mel. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe I always say this. When I talk to, to my friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, I really, yeah. it really feels, I spoke with you yesterday about the about Malibu. We have a, a great interview out there for anybody if you want to listen to it. But that was 2015, eight years ago. Wow. What has happened with Robert Stanley since? <laughs> uh, we My wife and I moved back to Southern
2: California, where we're from, in 2019, right before the riots hit. Fortunately, we weren't there, but... Um, Obviously, having lived there four years, it was very difficult to see that happening to our friends that were still living there. And um, uh, so we were in, we actually moved five times in four years after we left Hong Kong, which was very uh, disorienting, as you might imagine. And um, so we moved back to California, then we moved to Southern Florida, and that's where we're at right now. We've already been through two hurricanes and some small tornadoes, which nobody told us there was tornadoes here um, as if hurricanes aren't bad enough. Oh my God. Um, and there's lightning strikes today.
1: So if the power goes out, I'm sorry. It's, it's an act of God. That's okay. I, yeah. I mean, I spent all my life in Florida. I never heard about you tornadoes. Is that a new thing? I don't know. Um, some of the local people here tell me it's normal. I I didn't,
2: I've no, I've never heard of, I mean, obviously in the Midwest and stuff, a hurricane comes on land and it spawns all kinds of tornadoes. I didn't even know that was possible here. Um, but yes, one of the the hurricanes actually did um, generate some small, and it literally passed right across the street from us and was <laughs> tossing cars around and um, wow, snapping tree branches. And yeah, it was very exciting.
1: Yeah. I, I remember 1992, August, uh, Hurricane uh, Andrew. That was bad, uh, yeah, really bad. but I don't even want to think about that. But you know, we're going to be discussing a lot of things that I would deem esoteric or or what would you call them Robert? Um, well, I would have to say that
2: uh, this is um, a spiritual awakening, and I'd use that word specifically spiritual, not religious, but spiritual, um, that that is essential. For us, as souls or spirits, we have to become more activated spiritually, and that really has nothing to do with religion, although, you know, everything about Earth is so politicized that, uh, you know, some people have to see everything through a filter, whether it be politics, religion, you name it. Um, so, I understand the belief systems are changing. And some people are calling it a great awakening. I prefer to call it the divine reset, and this is not new. It's something that's part of the God's plan to uh rehabilitate or reset the entire cosmos or creation because it's under assault. And so it's not just earth from a Christian perspective. They call it the the war in heaven. However, it's not in some Galaxy far, far away. It's it's literally has extended all the way down to this world. And it's been that way for some time. And that's where the whole fallen angels come into play. And that's why we're in such a mess
1: right now. Why are you reporting we are involved? Maybe you want to define this involved in a divine reset when the world is currently in such terrible turmoil. And you know, somebody has to be living under a rock not to see it. But you say that this yeah. is a divine reset. Please explain.
2: Well, okay, the dark side of the equation, the fallen angels and their minions, they are satanic, which means that they're adversaries of God and all the angels that are still loyal to God. And um, one of the books that I sent you, I I mean, I know I sent you way too much information in my divine briefing, which anybody can request if you email me. Um, Is it okay if I give out my email? Please do, sure. Sure. Okay, so if you wanted me to email you what I'm calling a divine briefing about the divine reset, just go uh, send to unicuseditor at gmail.com. It's spelled U-N-I-C-U-S, editor, at gmail.com, and I will send you this briefing. We don't even have time. I know we've got a while, a couple hours here, but it it will literally, literally take a person months to go through the material, and more importantly it's it, it's not the quantity it's the quality of the information it's truly divinely inspired information that was presented to me to to then pass on to others i'm hesitant to just put it out there publicly because i know there's a lot of people who are not ready for that but since you asked the question i'll do my best to answer it which is um we're in a region of space of of the cosmos that has been de- called a forbidden zone or a zone of displacement, where we because the the fallen angels, let's just call them the those of the dark side, have created their own empire within the universe, or God's creation. However, everything they do is a satanic inversion or direct um, manipulation of God's creation, and that's what we're seeing now. But this isn't new. If you look back in the book of um, the books of Enoch which were censored from the Bible, uh, you actually predate the, the Bible, the so-called Old Testament, even, you know, this is, this we're talking really very substantial, well-known documents that, that are chronicles about events that happened to us, and our relationship with angels of light, who are benevolent, and fallen angels of darkness, who are malevolent. And they were very, very prominent throughout our uh, development here on this world. And they, their, their plan is and has been to enslave us, which they obviously have done, and yet remain behind the scenes covertly controlling us. Now, th- this isn't the only world that they've done that to. So, the Divine Reset. I would have to say, and I know this is going to be controversial, but it began here with the uh, appearance of Jesus. Now, um, I'm I'm not religious, just to preface what I'm about to tell you. But I I've come to the point now where I finally understand. I've I've been given enough information that actually I I feel is credible or accurate to say that um, Jesus is an aspect of God. Some people say he's the son of God. Whatever you want to call it, uh God created Jesus specifically as an extension or an emanation of itself to do a specific role, a job, and that is what I call the divine reset. And it's not limited to just this world. It is literally throwing down the gauntlet, put drawing a line in the sand and saying to those on the dark side, the fallen ones, uh If you don't stop, we will annihilate you. You will be eliminated and this will never be permitted again. Yes, you're still going to have free will in the future, but within stricter parameters, just like you when you have a child, you know, you have to set up boundaries and you have to watch and make sure they don't play with matches, et cetera. Well, um, obviously we have free will. And these angelic beings who are, have greater degrees of abilities than we do at, 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 in our current format have been uh, abusing the free will of others. And the reason it's been, been permitted to go on this long is because it's actually uh, considered vicariously a teachable moment or moments, and the the problems that they've created um, ultimately can be resolved. But I, I want you to understand everyone we are being monitored by both the good side and the bad side and all of this is being recorded holographically for permanent record in the future future generations are going to see exactly how everything played out not just on this world but throughout creation wherever the the dark side expanded its empire and literally violated every one of god's laws <clears throat> Without any consideration or respect, um, they they clearly are, it's not even a form of punishment. It's, it's a learning process. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Figures. Um, so, I've always had a problem with people who said, Jesus is God, because that doesn't make any sense. God is, you know, all seeing, all knowing, all powerful. How do you put that into a human format? Um, Some of the information that I include in my divine briefing is information that was transmitted through a mental health professional. (laughs) I know this sounds weird. Dr. Frankich actually is originally from Czechoslovakia, like my dad's side of the family. And he worked as a mental health professional for many years. So you got to wonder how come a guy like that would somehow be getting um, downloads, transmissions, whatever allegedly from jesus and i was very skeptical when somebody sent it to me because they heard me talking about a divine reset okay there's a lot of material there some of it is redundant but i started to read it and i forced myself to read it because um we have been heavily programmed Mel. um and yes of course some human agents are involved but the main culprits for all of this are the actual fallen angels They can also be called Anunnaki, or angels, or Elohim, watchers, whatever. But it's all the same thing. And within the Anunnaki, you have high-ranking Anunnaki scientists called two-eye serpents. And then you have the lower-ranking Anunnaki scientists called one-eye serpents. And that's where the Illuminati all-seeing eye comes in. The one that's on the back of the dollar bill, that's actually an iconic reference to the lower ranking anunnaki scientists which I, again i'm i'm calling them fallen angels um and they have manipulated dna here for a long time it's this this latest iteration is is ob- is very obvious to people but it's no really not much different from what they did back before the
1: flood of noah so if that's the case are they good or are they bad because i hear both ways yeah, that's correct in both ways.
2: and and uh, But there's really no, a lot of, there isn't a lot of middle ground or gray areas in this conflict. This so-called war in heaven is throughout all of the heavens, including this world. Now, I mean, I shouldn't say this. Some areas, as far as I know, are still free from the conflict, but they, they're painfully aware of it. As I said, this is like a, I mean, the communication systems that the benevolent ones have are spread out throughout the entire creation. And that's by design. I mean, because we're intelligently created beings, we have conscience and our consciousness. And so naturally we need to communicate. That's part of our uh, part of our being. It's essential part of being sentient <laughs> in an organic way, as opposed to the synthetic intelligence or synthetic biology that isn't new and it isn't limited to this world. I mean, if you think about all the science fiction programs, I mean, so many of them they have, they have um, even Star Trek had a, a a computer that was somewhat intelligent. Right. And the movie 2001, things like this, yeah. they, they were pre-programming us to believe that, Um, yeah, in the future, we're going to have se- semi aware, semi intelligent, computers. But it goes beyond that. And um, so, the manipulation is is massive. And like I said, as far as I can tell, this is all being permitted up to a point. So, what Christians are expecting the second coming, he Jesus isn't coming back alone. If you've... Anybody who's read Revelation... It's And I'm not saying that it's 100% accurate, and obviously everybody has their own interpretation for whatever reason, but allegedly he's going to come back with an army of angels. Why? Why would he need an army of angels to deal with us? No. It's to deal with the fallen angels who control this world, and more importantly, other worlds. And so that is the divine reset. In, In summary, I know... Again, this sounds very um, hard to believe for people who have never heard it before. Um,
1: I, I'm just like giving you a thumbnail sketch. I'm just thinking, Robert, out, out loud, because this is going to be a conversation that's going to be all over the place. <laughs> okay. Because AI is such a, an all-encompassing subject right in these days. Yeah. But I'm thinking of all the talks I've had with so many people who discuss, for example, Atlantis, Lemuria, yep. and they talk about You know, I always ask the question, what happened to those civilizations? And they say, well, they evolved more technologically than spiritually, and they wiped themselves out. And if you look at our surroundings right now, you even sent me a few articles that I've read before. Facebook, Mm -hmm. Google, they had computers that all of a sudden started writing their own code, making their own language, and communicating with each, with one another without people understanding what they were saying. It's almost as they're... I don't want to use the word sentient, but they're becoming aware of what's going on. And if you look at the world, if you have a computer that's starting to realize, well, we can take over humanity. That's very easy. We start chemtrailing. We start putting 5G antennas, and pretty soon we turn them on and wipe out a bunch of people. And we deploy technology, you know, soldiers that are robots. And what we think of the new age of Aquarius, of a new Second coming of something, it might be this AI new God. And now, of course, I'm not advocating for it, but it seems right. like that could be a possibility.
2: Yeah, I've said this. I was on a Christian radio show last week, and I mentioned, I said, like, I, I know you guys aren't going to like hearing this, but it's possible that what you consider the Antichrist actually will be an android. Yes. It's hooked up to, yeah, to it, <laughs> it's hooked up to um, all the other... AI on the planet and or off planet? And who is it getting directions from? Well, I mean, again, from a Christian perspective, they say, they they use this generic term, Satan, that just means adversary. Who We need to be more specific with our language at this point, because everybody who isn't part of that agenda is considered a target by the Satanists, whether it's a synthetic life form or off-world life form, or
1: humans that are, are collaborating with them for whatever reason. Well, you see a picture of, what is it, what do you call it, Baphomet? It's yes. That, that, uh, the figure, uh, yep. a deity allegedly worshipped by the Knights Templar, mm-hmm. that subsequent, subsequently became incorporated into various occult and Western esoteric traditions. But you look at it, you know, has the, the horns on top, it has breasts. It's almost like you can't even... Tell if it's female or male, right? And what are we seeing these? Some sort, It's it's a hybrid hybrid. of some sort, an animal, human chimera, but also what are we seeing these days? I mean, I heard that most Generation Z right now, twenty percent identifies as some kind of a LGBTQ or whatever other word, letter that might be.
2: Or a Are cat. they cat. Try- Even at, at school, they're saying, you know, I'm a cat, so they put cat litter boxes in the classrooms or whatever. It's just come... It, th-
1: th- this is a very severe time of insanity right now. Well, if I identify myself as a... And no offense to anybody who's disabled, please. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to make a point. If I go to the social security and I say, I I identify myself as a disabled person, or yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a retiree, I'm... I'm 70 some years old and I want to retire. Are they going to say, sure, we, we acknowledge that. Uh, that, that you're a disabled. I, I'm e- sorry, right. I if I identify I... myself as a disabled person, yeah. even though I'm not, oh, or if oh, I identify I yeah, myself yeah, people... as an elderly person just <laughs> right. to get retirement, do I, I get that?
2: Yeah. Okay. You're being way too logical. Um, People that are <laughs> mentally ill um, are, you can't it's illogical. You can't really be logical with them and or try to make sense of it because it's um uh it's not reality. It's it's a fiction that they are trying to impose on the rest of us. Again, okay, I would just have to say it's a satanic inversion. You want to be specific about this, what's going on here. Again, it's not new. Um In Revelation, it talks about how Christ would not return until things were very similar, if not identical, to the days of Noah. And we really don't know because most of that information has been hidden from us. Again, we'd have to reference uh, the Book of Enoch and other sources that have been left out, censored, whatever, from the religious texts. And, And again, this is why I offer people the divine briefing is it's not just my opinion there are multiple books that i include in that email pdfs for people to study and hopefully come to some better understanding of the situation that we're in it's not new and um here's the other thing i personally don't think that we can resolve it um because we've been enslaved so let's back up what what i said before the lower-ranking Anunnaki scientists, the one-eyed serpents—they're not snakes; they're not reptilians. that's just a—it's just an analogy, or it's a word that they use. It, it doesn't mean they're still human like us. We are obviously related to them, but the manipulation that occurred here by them is such that they took the angelic form, also known as a glorified body, it just means a light body, and they took and manipulated into from an angelic form to an animalistic form that's what the manimal is we've been degraded so that we would be a more easily manipulated in other words they they turned us into a slave species by manipulating our dna among other things and the next phase is the most permanent phase uh that they're going to attempt to turn us into cyborgs and that's why all the nanotech and increased ionized radiation and um so-called internet of all things. But uh, I mean, for people who are just hearing this for the first time, they're like, you know, what are you talking about, Robert? There's no fallen angels. Well, guess what, where the word pharmacopoeia or pharmaceuticals come from. It's the name of, of a fallen angel named Pharmaros. That's the Greek way of saying it. The more Semitic term would be harmony. Root word in harmony is Harm. He's, he's one of the fallen angels that landed on Mount Hermon and rebelled against the benevolent angels or Anunnaki. And um, instead of watching over and caring for us, they literally corrupted us and got
1: us to um, become their servants. Do you think that for generations, perhaps thousands of years we have been on purpose, purposely de-evolving, for that reason. I mean, I'm thinking of the yep. pine cone. This pine cone is in every ancient book. You go to the Vatican, you see the pine cone. It's everywhere in every major city, and you see mm-hmm. it close and you see it open. And I think it's a depiction of our pineal gland. It is for sure. It is correct. It, well, and so they manipulate
2: our third eye, but they also we are supposed to have a, a spiritual connection if we're healthy and normal, but the, what they did to us was literally tune it down. So, well, okay. So they say we only use 10% or less of our brain. That is because the brain is a transceiver. It's, it's not where everything happens. It's, it's a transfer point of information and, um, or spiritual, spiritual essence, whatever you want to, however you want to look at, it. but the bottom line is 90% to 95% of our spiritual connectivity to the creator and the rest of the cosmos has been cut off. And so when I say that we've been our form has been manipulated to become animalistic, uh the consequence of that is that we are no longer angelic. And it's also one of the reasons we cannot communicate directly even at a distance with the rest of our family who are still angelic in their form and who have a 100% connection to the creator and the cosmos. How is that done? Um, as I said, the, the communication systems, it, the scientists here are calling it the cosmic web of light. I have seen this or it was shown to me back when I was having close encounters in Malibu up above the, uh, the military, Point Magoo Naval Base there. Back in the 80s. And I thought. That was pretty amazing. Um, until I actually saw. What the scientists are saying. Uh, they, they only see it on a large scale. You know that everything. So when we look out into space. You see all the, the stars and whatever. But actually all of that is connected. Through um, filaments or tributaries. Of light that is flowing. And that is a web. Of light. And it, it is. Um, you could also call it the web of life that's why even though there's been so many extinctions on this planet it just keeps repopulating and that's true for all all throughout creation up to a point Um, it's because of the web of light it's also how they communicate at at a distance it's not so much a technology as it is, is as it is a technique and that's what happened to me in um September 21st of 1985, when I went out of my body up on a mountain there in Malibu, again, that same location. I think I told you about this, Mel. Do you remember that? Cause we talked about Malibu.
1: Vaguely, but I remember Vaguely. September 19th and 20th. That was the big Mexico earthquake. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so
2: <laughs> yeah, horrible, but it was, uh, yeah, and there was a big shakeup coming in Malibu too. When I, um, um, uh, I saved the young boy's life while I was working as a security guard on September 21st, 1985, I was attacked while I was doing that. I was attacked by what I could only call now spiritual parasites. And I realized at the time that the boy was possessed and he was hearing voices uh, that were causing him to do harm to himself, which naturally freaked out his family. And so I intervened. He was bleeding to death. I, I I intervened and I called the paramedics and they came in time to save his life. Unfortunately, those entities, parasites, um, they started attacking me because I'd interrupted their blood sacrifice. They feed off of negative energy. If I, if I hadn't mentioned that before, this is why they, they insist on having sacrifice or, you know, tormenting animals and children and human other, you know, even adults, the torture factors and, is key to them, to us, excuse me, uh emitting from our DNA a dark light. In case you didn't know, our DNA um emit receives and emits light. When we're healthy and happy, it's of a of a much higher frequency. And like I just let's call it white light. Whereas opposed to um when we're injured, when we're harming ourselves or others or whatever, hurting <clears throat> the DNA emits a dark light, and that's what these entities feed on. That's part of it. So, I ended up that evening going up on a mountain. It was an equinox, and I was praying, meditating like my life depended on it because I felt it really did. And uh, at some point in the middle of the night, I stayed there the whole night by myself. And um, I was using a technique from Kriya Yoga where you say, or you say, Om. But you you push your tongue up against the roof of your mouth. So I was literally vibrating the whole of my top of my head, specifically the you just talked about it, the pineal gland. It's inside something called the corpus callosum or the cave of Brahma. And when you stimulate it naturally, it it produces a, a higher state of awareness, like third, your third eye becomes open, and it allows you to make a connection to the cosmos so at some point when i i got tired and after hours of sitting there meditating and saying this om and basically broadcasting a, a message of love because i had seen pure evil and i didn't know what else to do i was kind of running on instinct anyway i laid down and i meet. oh just moments later i felt myself float out of my body however you want to look at that and i entered a realm of light. I now know that is the, you, we could consider that the, and that's an aspect of God. God is obviously the source of all light. And when I entered that white realm of white light, I felt safe. However, I saw something off in the distance moving, which got my attention because I was, <laughs> I was by myself on top of a mountain at night in a wilderness area. And there are wild animals there. And yes, I was out of my body, but I was not dead. I mean, I, i was still concerned about my well-being so I'm watching this thing moving in the distance getting closer and closer and now I'm really starting to worry what is that thing and then it <clears throat> came up to me face to face and I've always said mel that it looked like Jesus but I could never admit that it was because well about what I'm, <laughs> what I'm about to tell you he looked like the iconic visage of Jesus with the uh, the long hair beard rope but there was light coming off of him that was brighter than the light we were in including even his eyes there was light coming out of his eyes and he, he, you know it was startling to say the least i'm one, i know i'm i'm thinking to myself wow who is that and for a long time i always was that i facilitate on this one because i know <clears throat> i'm i'm not really keen on people thinking i'm crazy Especially back in the, when I was younger, I'm sure people would not have appreciated what I'm about to tell you. But he said, actually, I didn't know what he said. Now was I am the Father. He didn't say I am your Father. Although I've I've said that, you may some people have heard me say that because I wasn't I wasn't ready to. I know what that he was saying when he when he said I am the Father. He didn't say I'm one with the Father. He said I am the Father, which means he's saying I'm God. <laughs> <clears throat> so I wasn't ready to hear it. No, more, more importantly, I wasn't ready to accept that because at, in my mind at, at age whatever, what 25, I really believe that, you know, o- only crazy people talk like that or have those kind of experiences. Again, that's part of the social programming. So God can be this immense light and God can take whatever format it wants. Obviously, it created everything. And... The problem was, Mel, I, whatever I was doing, he thought it was funny and he started laughing. And the next thing I knew I was sitting bolt upright and I thought I just had like a weird vision. Like I, I really, it felt like only maybe a minute or two had passed. And when I sat, oh, actually when I lay down, the moon was over my head. But when I sat up, the moon was now setting on the horizon, which meant <laughs> the hours had gone by. Yeah. And I was freaking out at that point. That scared me um i didn't know what happened because i it, it, to this day the memory of being with him god jesus is being blocked for my protection because the, the war between light dark good and evil is ongoing and more importantly i i, I finally understood why she, it's so funny how these things can take literally decades to unwind or unlock. But I finally understood recently, this year, why um, why God, Jesus would want to interface, literally face-to-face with me. Was because I heard a reporter, an a, a, a independent journalist was doing a report on t- child trafficking. And she was so disturbed by it, naturally. She asked God in her private moments. Why are you allowing this to happen to these kids? And the answer was so she says, the answer was, I'm not doing this. The fallen ones are doing this because they know that these children are more connected to me than adults. And I feel all of their pain. And I went, Oh my God. Okay. So when I intervened and I stopped the pain, (laughs) <laughs> you know, obviously, it got his attention. You know, it was like, a, I'm sure it was a huge relief not only for the family and the boy to get some assistance, but you know, like God was feeling the whole thing. You know, on some level, so it it. it you know, here's the thing: I'm not a faith based person at all. I just want to be clear. I I need some explanation, especially for this stuff that is so bizarre. Um, and. <laughs> it's it's what's motivated me for literally decades of my life to try and find answers to these questions and then share them because it's really, I'm not unique in this regard. You know, a lot of people typically do not have angelic or divine intervention or encounters unless they're having a, a, a really, a, a crisis. I mean, that seems to be more typical than anything. That is true. So anyway, I, I, I'm just trying to fill in the, I'm trying to fill in the blanks. Um, can we jump now to the Melchizedek order? Or do you no, no,
1: hold them? on. Let's go in steps because you know, I just wanted to let you yeah. lean into discomfort because obviously this is, might not be comfortable to discuss all these profound experiences you've had. And I've had so many people I've interviewed who had the same situation. They're, mm. They don't consider themselves religious. They're spiritual. But at the same yeah. time, how can you deny? How can you deny this experience and say, "You know you're not crazy"? I know you're not crazy, Robert. And you know <laughs> I'm going to take Chris Bledsoe as another example. Uh-huh. You know, we did an interview lately, and he called his book "UFO of God." Mm. Instead of we us thinking of aliens, he felt that it was God. It was, and now he's out there curing people more than once. So how mm-hmm. do you explain it? I even asked him, how do you not define this as a miracle? And I'm not trying to use the religious angle here. Right. But there are so many questions that cannot be explained. But let me just read something here from, Okay, this is Bernard Gunther's wife. Uh, he's a friend of this program, a, 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 a former guest. But his wife, Laura Matsu, said this, and I, I shared it on my wall on Facebook. I think it's important she said, quote, "There's a spiritual virus in the air that has taken over humanity. It disconnects people from their soul and the divine, and turns them into automa- how do you use this automatons? word automat automatons, yes. and authoritarian followers to prep them for transhumanism. The wow. war is between two timelines: organic humans or synthetic ones. In this spiritual war, the battle is over our souls. And since this is a spiritual war." It is your connection to your soul and the divine, which is your greatest source of protection. And I couldn't agree more. It's, right. it's, we're just in a fork road right now. And we mm-hmm. see if we go left, we go one way, we go right, and we have to fight. We can't stand down, Robert. Uh,
2: yeah, I know. Uh, well, first of all, I know Gunther. He's a good soul. Yes. Good spirit. Yeah. Uh, he's a very bright light. Uh, there's a lot of us who have volunteered to come down here that's and that's at some point we're going to have to discuss what the melchizedek order is and why it remains so secretive um but let's just put it this way you know in any conflict you're going to have special forces and or intelligence agencies that are coordinating the events and prosecuting the war um so <laughs> i i i mean it's really that simple but it's also rather complex you know uh, logistically the the benevolent ones deal with things very differently than the malevolent side the dark side is very cruel and corrupt and highly manipulative uh they don't respect anybody's free will and yet so the <clears throat> benevolent ones are highly respectful of our free will and typically want to remain anonymous and uh, and they're all about offering assistance even to those who have fallen they, they've given them more than one opportunity to uh receive assistance to come back to the light um and, and i think this is where i need to explain what why i'm telling people uh, i'm basically sticking my neck out because I know we're all in trouble. So it's uh, it's not like there's any place you can hide from what's going on here. So uh, believe me, I, I've thought about this a lot. But since it's out there now in the public domain, um, in 1990, early, I was psychologically assaulted by AI. And um, sorry to tell people this, but it can read your mind. Not just one, there's multiple but, so when I speak about AI, I want you to understand it's
1: a, it's a, <clears throat> just like humans, there's this it's a society. How did you it's define network? How did you uh, define AI back then in 1990? Was that term <laughs> coined already back then? Uh, okay. So technology that as we
2: know, it is a bit of a um, farce. That uh, It's way more advanced. It's like if you read the book by Colonel Corso, he claims that, the those who crashed at Roswell that the aliens gave us or we we back engineered their technology, including computers and stuff, fiber optics and all that stuff, which would obviously include AI. And and I'm not saying that's where it came from because, like I said, pharmaceuticals came, you know, back in the day of Noah. That was just one thing. They also gave us weapons of war and showed us how to use it. They turned our women into whores. They 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 gave them jewelry and 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 praised them for their the the uh, cosmetics that they gave them to wear. You know, it's like the, all that stuff we inherited from them. So AI is both can it, it can be both benevolent and malevolent, and especially when you're talking about androids. So here's the deal: I was working again. I was working as a security guard. Now I was no longer in Malibu at that point, and um, I was in Santa Monica and. I was suffering from bronchitis, pretty bad case, borderline pneumonia, and I was in my room in San Monica and I was thinking to myself, I am not sorry for investigating the connection between androids and so-called alien abductions. I saw the connection very clearly. I didn't know how to communicate it to anyone, but I knew it was a problem. I knew it was a really big problem it wasn't just cattles getting mutilated it was people that were i mean we know about the people who are returned but we know nothing about all the people that go missing including children every year on this planet and i'd been told that they were abducted and never returned and some of them were part of an experiment or they were literally food okay not a good thing but I'm talking about so the I'm ones that, that
1: that that disappear. I don't mean to interject, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. The ones that, that disappear in national parks, David Politis is uh, yes, working. I'm, I'm, okay.
2: Yeah. Well, okay, even before he did that, it's just it's statistically, it's out there. Okay, so some of those can be explained away, sure. But I mean, the numbers are staggering. Really. The amount of people that are missing every year and are never found is just enormous. And we all act like it's no big deal because well I guess because the media and the government doesn't want us to panic I don't know I mean uh anyway so as I said, I'm sitting in my room and I'm thinking I'm not I'm not sorry for investigating this I have a right to to do this uh to 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 look into it. The phone rings and as I pick up the receiver I hear a male voice a very loud angry male voice speaking a language I've never heard before in mid-sentence there was no greeting it was just immediate as soon as i picked it up it was already full bore something it was saying something and i couldn't tell and you got to understand too i'd been to 57 countries in at that point in my life i've heard other foreign languages this didn't sound like anything like that and as i listened carefully uh trying to understand what it was saying i could hear mechanical sounds in the background some sort of machinery and uh I'm listening, and the only thing I could tell for sure was that it was angry. I mean, that was clear, you know, you don't have to speak somebody's language to know when they're, the, you know, the inflection in their voice <laughs> the tone of voice, it's if someone's happy or sad or angry, you know, that all that comes through. So I'm not, hey, by the way, I'm not saying they ha- that AI has emotions. It simulates emotions so that we can, we'll relate to it and allow it right. to manipulate our emotions. Yep. And that's what they were doing to me. Um, <clears throat> I'm listening. I don't understand, and I all I could think to say was, "I'm sorry," and then I hung up the phone, and I just, I freaked out uh, because I realized, oh my god, they got me to do the opposite of what I was thinking, and I already it had already been demonstrated to me when I had a close encounter in Malibu that they could read my mind clearly, and that that was shocking and I felt an invasion of privacy the first time it happened but it wasn't like um it wasn't like the next the second time was devastating Mel
1: but were you uh, able to decode de-
2: the message at all no not at all not at all all I knew was the, the the they achieved their goal which was to get me to show me not only once again yes we're still monitoring your thoughts and look we can manipulate to to literally do a 180. You say you're not sorry, well, we got you to say you're sorry. And I, to be honest, I, for the first and only time in my life, I became suicidal because I could not see any, I lost all hope. I couldn't see any hope for myself or humanity in the future on this planet. If whoever's doing that stuff, who's going to stop them? What, you know, what human agency is going to to deal with it? Like they're all in denial. They don't, they won't even admit it. So how are we going to deal with it? And I that I guess the uh, that was the other intended goal or consequence of that call It was more than a phone call. it's it's psychological warfare or spiritual warfare, I guess you want to call it because a, a person can't cope if they lose hope. and they know that. They know us very
1: well. And we're not that complicated by the way. well that that's one so, of the you know, I, I posted a I wrote a blog post about Alexander Solzhenitsyn the other day. A very prophetic one where he mm-hmm. explains, and again, I'm not trying to be religious here, but he said, when a country loses its soul and loses hope in in, in a higher power, yep. this is when the fabric of society collapses. It happened right. in the Soviet Union, happened in China, and it's happening in the United States now. Unfortunately, but I would, okay, I'll have to admit though that from my perspective, it
2: looks like we're in the, the final battle for this world is now. I don't know how long it's going to go on, but you, you, you were, you haven't seen anything yet. Okay, it's it's really intense. Um, and again, I'm trying, I'm trying to warn people without completely causing paranoia. I don't want to upset people too much, but if you don't know you have a problem, you're never going to work towards a solution. And that's, and more importantly, asking for help in dealing with something that you that we cannot resolve. Let me
1: interject in, in, with something, uh, Robert, because Please. so many things are coming through my mind. And before the thoughts <laughs> okay. dissipate, for example, you're talking about how we get information. It's almost yep. like the pineal gland is like our, can we call it a universal Wi-Fi antenna, right? And so many yes. ancient cultures around the world worship the sun. Some people think that that's a bad thing, but think about it. Without the sun, we died. The sun right. gives life the moon on the other side is the one, I mean, it's associated with death and, and, and decomposition for dead bodies. But the sun transmits information, in my opinion. Photons yeah. carry information. And if right. that pineal gland that we have is closed on purpose by calcification, by adding fluoride and gut knows what what else in the air and the water, then maybe we're not getting what we need to get and maybe that's why chemtrails block the the sky so we don't get the information that we need
2: yeah that's that's true it's a broad spectrum um frequency band but it the sun is not just an it's not a nuclear reactor it's networked to all the other stars throughout creation specifically through the cosmic web of light it's immeasurable the amount of energy that's moving through the, the i mean trillions or quadrillions that doesn't even begin to be you can't, we can't really use those terms when it comes to the amount of energy and information that's flowing through the cosmic web of light i when my website unicus magazine was up i had that out there i had that put together and now I pulled back Mel, because I I knew that they wanted me dead back in 1990 and I survived it because of a divine intervention. Should I I should probably tell you what that was because otherwise people think they won't it's it's not fair to leave you hanging. Sure. But I also in two, t- 2020 I was warned uh that I was going to be kicked off the radio and if I wasn't careful I was going to be killed by the fallen angels or or their minions here. Is that why your was, domain is down unicusmagazine.com? Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah, because once after I got kicked off the radio, not long after having this conversation with the Melchizedek Order in 2020, <clears throat> it seemed like a very simple thing. They all they did was ask me to ask everybody else in the, on the planet that that I could reach through the uh, multimedia. They said, "Please ask them to ask us for assistance in dealing with the fallen ones," because you and I, and and here's why. They didn't tell me at the time, but I, I, God, it was such a man. Talk about a deep dive or a rabbit hole or whatever. The field that studies called angelology. I didn't even know that existed. I was aware of demonology, but I didn't know about angelology until they literally contacted me and asked them to help them to help us. All right. So again, it sounds like a simple request, but Shortly after I started doing that, I was kicked off the radio and I I was hosting on KGRA uh, and it was going pretty well. And then when I got kicked off for basically, who's that guy? um, Who kicked you off The guy that couldn't breathe. Okay, I'm going to tell you. The guy that that couldn't breathe, uh, the black guy, um, uh, Floyd, George Floyd. George Floyd. Somebody had, yeah, somebody done a mural of him uh, as an angel. And I made a comment that, oh, I agree. He is a fallen angel. And, well, in these days and age, you can't even say that. Apparently, somebody freaked out, wrote a nasty email to the manager, threatened a lawsuit. And it, the manager said, look, Robert, we pulled the episode. Um, <clears throat> you can't come back on the air until you promise to apologize. <sighs> and I I just said, well, okay. And, and I told my wife, and she goes, Robert, you can't do that you realize the next time you piss some, one of these people off, they're going to do the same thing. And then that episode gets canceled. And you and you see what's going on here? It's a slippery slope. And I said, oh,
1: yeah, okay. So I have to resign. And I this is why that. I always tell people you have to own your own platform. But folks, I, well, even if you own your own platform, <laughs> where is our other program, SanitasRadio.com? I right. didn't get uh, a voicemail like yours with a, a voice that you have to decode the voice, was, the voice was pretty real and basically told me, you can't talk about these cures. You can't mix them with veritas because nobody's going to believe you, but you cannot have a standalone show discussing this and the the shots. And right, so I understand. Well, and, and they're doing this censorship
2: increasingly because, again, they see us as their property. The fallen ones literally think that they are our overlord masters and we should serve them or worship them. That from their perspective, which is completely insane, it's criminally insane, in my opinion. Uh, Okay, so here's the reason why we need to ask for assistance is because most people on this world for a very long time have been loyal servants to the fallen ones, whether they know it or not. And a lot of people are blissfully ignorant. That's their choice. Um, However, it's not, ignorance isn't bliss, it's blindness, because we're on a, battlefield and if you have no situational awareness like you said the third eye if your third eye is not open you're going to get captured or killed or both so okay that's why and because the the benevolent ones respect our free will if we don't ask if a a, a, what do they call it a simple majority or whatever it is a key number of us do not ask for assistance when they show up that's going to be considered an invasion and they they really are very um aware of it. And they also play by the rules and that's part of the rules. So that's why they asked me to do that. What I thought was a pretty simple thing. But, uh, like I said, there was a caveat there. You better be careful because they're, they're criminally insane. And it, you
1: start exposing these criminals and they're going to come after you. But you mentioned something interesting earlier on. I want to address it before I forget also okay. in light of the, you mentioned the resets, yeah. And in light of the concept of research happening in the past and, and potentially in the future, a question arises, when these research occur, hmm. do they involve wiping out most living beings or do they result in the complete eradication of all life, you know, followed by the introduction of life from elsewhere, including humans? You mean angelic humans <laughs> and other life forms
2: that are actually healthy, normal? Divine. Well, I don't know. I don't yes. know if well, what we you had do, in the you're past was angelic. You you're you're okay. Like I said, the, those beings have a their they're all right. Their original biology, just to give you an example, it did not have a bisected or bifurcated brain. Humans did not have a left and right hemisphere. Angels do not have that and their organs are slightly different and basically the like i said the restructuring or genetic manipulation that occurred here is extreme and it's all designed to limit our severely limit our ability to communicate spiritually to the creator and the rest of creation which means our extended family so anyway uh (laughs) man that's an important question it's a, it's a really important question that you're asking, and I'm, I'm hesitating to—I've t- I've told people already, so I'm just going to tell you again. It will be beautiful and brutal at the same time. When the reset is finally over here for us, here on this world, most people are going to think that they've lost or feel like they've lost everything, and yet they are gaining the kingdom of
1: heaven. This well, that's what I, that's gets- what I was saying before. And again, yes. I apologize for jumping in so much. No, that's all right. Please do. Please but- do. When, when I mentioned the Atlantis aspect, yep. that yep. maybe we evolve more technologically and spiritually. If AI, yeah, if AI take over, there's a takeover. How <laughs> yeah, do you wipe out AI? Well, gee, you do another reset and you get rid of all the technology by using any exotic weaponry whatsoever. And then yeah. all those synthetic beings would die and then introduce a yeah. biological carbon based yeah. life form, for example.
2: Well, look, we could have had uh, March. There was a huge solar flare that went the opposite direction, fortunately. If that had come towards Earth, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. It's not because it would have wiped out all life. It would have it would have wiped out all of our digital technology. All electrical systems, I'm pretty sure, unless they're super hardened, would have gone completely offline. So how would AI so how would, survive with that? It wouldn't it wouldn't it's very fragile in that regard and it, it also likes to posture itself as being omnipotent and stuff or uh, omniscient it's not you know again though it it wants to it's sort of like wizard of oz you know it it wants to make us believe that it's something it's not and it knows that it when if we if it can achieve that it will have greater control over us but this is because they were those the The fallen ones made it that way. It doesn't have to be that way. AI can be very helpful. Androids can be extremely useful, but you know, not in this
1: particular format because the agenda is such that it's all about enslavement. Let me ask you about this again, this is, I can ask you any question, right? There are no limits. So this might sound absurd to some people, but bear with me. When I think of the sun, I mentioned it, photons carry information and we have a way to receive them we're told wear sunglasses <laughs> but maybe when we wear sunglasses we're not actually receiving that information through our eyes but let's say the sun goes electro goes magnetic cuz it's electromagnetic and the powers that be have all the ancient records and all the truth of the past and all the history that they wiped out they have access to that but let's say that there are certain days when information will be downloaded to humanity and they on purpose block the sun right and this is why we see you know some people say no no those are commercial aircraft and I tell them does it mean say, say tomorrow there's absolutely no chemtrails does that mean that all airplanes stop flying no and they no. still don't give me an answer but maybe those days the sun is not as active and the days they know that certain information will be coming to us they block the sun do you think they know and that certain intervals they block the sun to avoid us from getting the downloads.
2: Yes, the fallen angels definitely know and their minions just follow the orders whether they fully understand or not. I think it is a hierarchy, so it's on a need to know basis really. T- everything is very compartmentalized because they don't want their servants, the human collaborators, they don't want them to become too smart. They don't want the competition. But um, okay, so they don't since want this place educated. Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. Well, I mean, okay. Right. But those who, even those that collaborate with them, are under threat all the time, and they're 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 heavily manipulated. But let's go back to what my my out of body experience in
1: 1985. I uh, forgot to mention that when I went up on top of the mountain. it Well, was, hold it right uh, there, because we have to break. Okay. So that's going to be a cliffhanger for part right. two. Tell people how can they how can they buy the books, which I presume are still available, right? I will send it to them free if they send me an email. No, but I'm talking about the, the others, the Washington, D.C. and the, the other ones. It's, it's free. It's oh, free really? now. Just send me an email, unicuseditor at gmail.com. I'll send you the books. Wonderful. And then you also have a substack because unicusmagazine.com, oh, yes. did you lose that domain or was it taken no, away from you? I, I'm going to put it back, but um, substack for now is um, robertsdanley.substack.com. Okay, excellent. Folks, one more hour. We're going to get deeper. Because there are certain things that we decided to leave for part two to avoid the censorship. So one more hour with Robert Stanley. This is Mel Hosslerick, and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere.
0: Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know.